BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator. Generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash tutor. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vix, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey, this is Buck Sexton, and you're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast, part of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. Today, I am joined by my friend, John Solomon. He is an award-winning investigative journalist and the founder, CEO, and editor-in-chief of Just the News, also host of John Solomon Reports and News, not noise. Is that right? Am I getting that correct? Just the news, no noise. Yeah. Just the news, no noise. noise. Yeah, that's the show under America's voice. We have a lot of fun with that. All right. Well, okay. I love watching you. I love what you do. I love how deep you get into these stories. And there's something I want to dig into with you right now, because I think a lot of people across the country are saying, wow, could this really happen? And that is this issue of the 14th Amendment keeping Trump off the ballot. We've had a lot of people across the country saying this. We've even had Adam Schiff resurface. It's like he was (laughs) like, you know what? I wasn't able to be successful with my lies about Russia, so I've got to get into this one. It cannot happen. Uh, Well, listen, anything can happen. If you told me we would have the ruling party indict the guy that's going to run against him in the next election four times, I would have laughed you off a few years ago. But that's really happened. Um, You know, anything's possible if the law is followed, according to all the constitutional scholars I've talked to, both on the conservative side and liberal side. Listen, Alan Dershowitz voted for Joe Biden. He's an unabashed liberal and unabashed Democrat. He says you can't apply the 14th Amendment to this circumstance. So all the scholars tell me not a chance heck. There's already been one ruling against it, I think, in Florida. Uh, that seemed to be consistent with what the scholars said. But who knows? I mean, could some state somewhere uh, have a judge that rules yes, and then we end up in some sort of appellate battle? Sure. But uh, the scholars say that if you apply the 14th Amendment appropriately, Donald Trump cannot be disqualified from running for president. And uh, we'll see if the courts uh, agree with that assessment. Well, it seems a little bit odd because the clause that they're pulling out talks about insurrection, but no one has been charged with insurrection. He has not been charged with insurrection. He's not been convicted of anything. But even some of these guys that we see getting 18 years, they weren't charged with insurrection. So how do you suddenly now bring out insurrection? 
Yeah, well, listen, who knows what the next superseding indictment will be? I mean, Jack Smith is still working the grand jury here in Washington. Could they try to do that? I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty big stretch to uh, call uh, Donald Trump's behavior an insurrection when he told people to do it peacefully, right? It's kind of uh, one of the key pieces of evidence that Donald Trump has always had in his back pocket about January 6th. Um, It's it's hard to know. I mean, uh, the truth of the matter is Donald Trump lives rent free in the heads of most Democrats, including Joe Biden and including Adam Schiff and many others. Uh, And so they can't stop him through popular vote. Uh, They're worried about that. They can't stop him right now in the polls. He's rising in the polls. They thought, oh, four indictments, that'll knock him out. No, it didn't. It made him stronger. So are they recalibrating their strategies? I'm sure they are. Uh, But I don't think the American people will settle for anything other than uh, allowing Donald Trump to run and let the American people make the decision. No matter what jury in Washington, D.C., Georgia, uh, New York, uh, or Florida says, the American people think they're the jurors who get to decide in November 2024. And I don't think Democrats have picked that message up yet, but they will soon because the polls are very, very clear on this issue. So I want to dig into that because we've had Democrats saying they're defending democracy. That's their whole story is that they want the people to decide. Clearly, they've changed their minds in this case. But if you look at What has happened over the past few years, we've had these kind of radical secretaries of state be placed across the country by this Soros fund. We know that that's what happened in Arizona. You've got Katie Hobbs, who became secretary of state. Now she's governor. This seems to be a trend that's happening. They get in, they change the the laws. They change how votes are processed or whatever the the election system is processed. And then suddenly it becomes a blue state. They end up moving from there to the governor's seat. So I want to talk about Michigan because Jocelyn Benson, who is the secretary of state here, is now one of the leading champions on this whole 14th Amendment thing. She has said time and time again, oh, I'm all about democracy. We're saving democracy. She got an award from Joe Biden for protecting democracy on January 6th of this year. She received this award because she's such a champion. This champion is now out there actively on CNN, MSNBC, talking about she is going to ensure that he cannot be on the ballot. How, how deep is this secretary of state situation across the country? And what should we be looking for with these folks who are suddenly changing their tune on whether or not people get to decide? Uh, you know, there's a lot of history that's going to play out in the next few months. George Soros has invested millions in in uh, getting allies down in the state and local level. Some of them are those prosecutors that are now letting people go free who commit violent crimes. And then, of course, they get let free and they commit more violent crimes. No surprise there. But he's uh, getting it. Those prosecutors have done it. Uh, the prosecutor that Soros funded in uh, St. Louis took down Eric Greitens as a sitting governor for a case. She later admitted was bogus and didn't have the evidence to back it up. But getting him indicted it was enough to get them out of offers. Uh, It is possible that any one of these things uh, could play out in the state. I think when it gets to the federal pellet level and to the national level, the 14th Amendment has to be applied according to the Constitution, not according to the whims of a Soros elected official or a state official. And I think the uh, this court, this Supreme Court, is a very strict constitutionalist court, and I think it will abide by the language of the uh, Constitution, and they will turn it down. That's what all the legal scholars are saying. But could there be some twists and turns along this journey? Absolutely. Remember when Christopher Steele's dossier was taken seriously? This country got taken for a ride for a long time. I think there'll be some uh, many different follies by the Democrats. 
because they're fearful of Donald Trump's strength. Their efforts to attack Donald Trump have only made him stronger in recent months. And in Michigan, there's a real problem. Donald Trump is having a conversation with automakers that the Democratic Party isn't. Donald Trump says, I know that Joe Biden, the Democrats are sending your jobs to China. I'm not going to let them do that. The Democrats don't have a good response to that, right? They've got Goshen and now they got videos of these guys walking around in communist uh, propaganda. Uh, and and uh, the Democrats don't have an answer for that. Donald Trump does. So they're going to probably try a lot of different things. I think at the end of the day, the United States Supreme Court will not allow the 14th Amendment to be applied in any way other than the way that the country uh, wanted it when it enacted that amendment. Well, uh, you talked about these radical DAs and and we have this sec- situation with the secretary of state here in Michigan. She came out and she said this was the most secure election that we've ever had in Michigan. You have been breaking this news on what happened in Muskegon, Michigan, because they had these voter registrations come in. It looks like there were between eight and 10,000 dropped off. And there's a lot of question as to whether or not they were legitimate. It's interesting to me because if you had this happen in every county across the state, you could potentially have 800,000 fraudulent people or fraudulent registrations come through. If you look at the election from 2014, between 2014 and 2018, somehow there just happened to be in Michigan 800,000 new Democrat voters that came out and they have stayed for Gretchen Whitmer. At what point are we going to say, how in four years did the Democrats come up with 800,000 new votes? That seems kind of ridiculous. Well, listen, uh, the Republicans have done something similar in North Carolina. North Carolina was trending blue. Now it's very strongly red. It even has a supermajority in North Carolina. It's a new era of um, uh, voting strategies, and some of the Republican states are way behind. There is a, a new type of voter. I call it a couch potato voter. Uh, traditionally, they were called low propensity voters. They're never going to show up on election day. They're either too busy, too lazy, to got too many other uh, priorities ahead of voting. But if you make it easy for them to vote, make it easy for them to register, they'll vote early, and they'll probably vote early in the way that the person who solicits them to vote asks them to do it. Republicans haven't played that game, except in a few places. They've done it in North Carolina very effectively. They did it in New York in 2022, and that's why there are four new New York Republican seats. There's a few places in California they played uh, with it. And the reason Ron Johnson won in Wisconsin and Tim Michaels, the Republican candidate for governor, did not, by the way, identical in policy, both um, facing an onslaught of anti-abortion ads uh, and um uh, also endorsed by Donald Trump. So literally they were like identical on paper. And Ron Johnson gets tens, thousands, tens of thousands more votes than uh, did uh, Tim Michaels. How could that happen on the same ticket? The answer is Ron Johnson did the early voting game. He got out early, registered people early. He got low propensity voters that weren't going to get to the polls and get them to vote. Republicans can change uh, this dynamic. If you look at the five states where Republicans lost in 2020, they lost by a cumulative total, like around 80,000 votes. Um, that is not hard to overcome when you think that Repub- uh, Democrats spent 
tens of millions of dollars trying to chase those um, low propensity early voters, and they barely won in these states. If Republicans were to mount an early voting operation in Michigan and other states, they could make up the game. Now, Michigan was a little bit wider spread, right? It was more in the, it was a six figure spread, but there's a great disenchantment with Joe Biden and his uh, economy in Michigan. People feel like the automakers industry is in grave danger the way uh, Joe Biden is running the country. Uh, those voters could be flipped back. The key is Republicans can't sit on their hands and let Democrats start every major electoral, every major election in a state 200 to 250,000 votes behind because Democrats did early voting with low propensity voters and Republicans did. It's that simple. But, you know, that 70, 80,000 vote spread could be very quickly changed if Republicans got in the early voting game. It looks like they are. Now, that said, what went on in Muskegon looks criminal. Uh, the uh, police department. The Michigan State Police and the Attorney General, Dana Nessel, a Democrat, says they believe there was some criminality there. They referred it to the FBI. And two and a half years later, the FBI doesn't seem to have done anything with it. Like many things that the FBI has dealt with that are surprise, politically surprise. sensitive. Yeah, I know you're surprised. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I am too. It's a, listen, it's a problem right now for Americans. But uh, those things aside, and the GBI strategies, by the way, never charged. They deserve the presumption of innocence. Uh, but there's some, you know, you look at what the employees were saying. They, the employees were telling the police, I saw red flags. Dana Nessel, a Democratic attorney general, admits, hey, there's something that looked criminal here. That's why we brought the FBI in. And two and a half years later, we don't have a resolution. That's a shameful statement about the dual system of justice. But take that off the table. If Republicans get in early voting, they can level these races in Nevada, Wisconsin, uh, Georgia. Uh, there are a lot of places where they could quickly make up ground just by getting low propensity voters who are never going to vote in election. And just get them to vote early. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. You bring up auto workers. I think that's interesting because right now, obviously, we're looking at this potential strike it yeah. with the auto union. That would be in Michigan. So Michigan is obviously on high alert as to whether or not they're going to strike. That's against all three. So you've got four GM and Stellantis yeah. who are involved. They're, they've been in tough negotiations. Ford has offered a 9% raise. The union is staying strong that they want a 46% raise. That's a significant raise, yeah. a 46% raise, but actually more than that because they want to go to a 32-hour work week. Right. You have Donald Trump talking to union members. It's what he did in 2016. He didn't talk to the union bosses. He wasn't the guy who was out there saying, I'm endorsed by the union bosses like Whitmer and Biden. He talked to the union members. The union members are the ones who are working on voting day, on election day. Yeah. They're working. Yep. So it's harder for them to get to the polls. This right. could be critical time for people to say, look, you've got early vote. We've in some counties will have early voting in Michigan. We will have absentee. We have no no reason absentee in the state of Michigan. So what is the message going to when do Republicans? I mean, I get that Donald Trump is having this conversation. But we see these outside groups on the Democrat side that are just hammering people with a message on early voting yeah. and the reasons that they have exactly what you're saying. They're getting reasons to them and saying, vote for us. I can see nothing more critical than right now when these guys are facing potentially Stellantis going to Mexico, Ford moving down to Tennessee. You see the writing on the wall. These companies could move out of the state of Michigan. That hurts not only the union guys, that hurts the shops that supply the union guys. Yeah. So when is is that the effective next move for the Republicans to say, OK, forget about the fact that the unions are giving so much money to the Democrats. Go out and talk Talk to the union members. Go out and talk to the hard workers. Yeah, listen, that is a strategy. It's what Donald Trump did in 2016. Uh, I think that uh, Democrats did a better job during the pandemic in 2020. I'm not sure the Republican National Committee and the Republican state parties are going to be the place where this early voting thing is one. I think it's going to take a private initiative. There's a lot of dysfunction in the Michigan Republican Party, as you're acutely aware of there. There's a lot in the RNC. I, I was just listening to an RNC presentation as a reporter the other day, and the RNC person was saying, oh, here's what we'll do. We'll just get people who are going to vote on Election Day to vote early. That does not change the equation. You still end up with the exact same net sum of voters. You've got to go out and get people who are not a voting on Election Day and get them to vote early. I'm not sure the parties have the right mindset. It's going to take a private initiative uh, across this country. It's not expensive to do. It just takes someone to step into it. There appears to be willing donors and others that are now beginning to work on this sort of a project. It could radically change the races in Arizona, in Georgia, in uh, Nevada, uh, Wisconsin. Uh, Michigan's a little bit larger. But if you have that conversation with the automaker, uh, with the auto workers that, hey, in five years, your industry is not going to be in Michigan because of all these policies. Um, that's a very powerful 
a vote for existence that you might gain. And if you make it easy for them to do it early, you probably put it in the bank early. So uh, I think it's going to be a private You make a good point that Donald Trump did that. I mean, I know Michigan seems like a, a mammoth state, but Michigan was won by Donald Trump in 2016. It is not impossible, but I hear no. what you're saying because I've talked to some of the more uh, formed organizations in the Republican yeah. Party, like the RNC, and, and there is still this mindset of, well, we've got, we know how we've done it in the past. We'll just extend that. We'll do it a little differently. That's right. But I think you're absolutely right. There are people, especially on the Republican side, you've got people that are at their, their, we're now the blue collar party. They're at work. They forget, you know, I mean, I think about my life and and I think that the people outside of the, the politicals don't, politicos don't think about the people outside of this world. The normal people are not focused on the news every day, on the political climate every day. They see what they see sent to their phone. They get that message. They make a decision based on that. They're not seeking out a lot of information because we're in a new world where it's tough to find childcare. You're working all day. You're running your kids to different events. You're coming home and you're exhausted. So we're not meeting our own people. We're not educating our own people. That's been my complaint. I'm like, we've got to talk to our own people because come election day, those folks are running their kids to practice. They've got to go to work. They're going to forget the Democrats are taking advantage of all this time ahead of the election. They could have a month or two ahead of the election that they're getting votes in. And we're just like, well, we'll get them out on Election Day. Yeah. And then something like a printer jam in Maricopa County uh, ruins your plan for even the best day turnout. Uh, Republicans have to wake up and smell the roses. They've got to do this. Uh, Ronald Reagan used to say, I'm a principled guy, but I'll never unilaterally disarm. And right now the Republicans are unilaterally disarmed when it comes to the early voting game. And by the way, younger voters are less likely to vote uh, on the day of. They got kids. Uh, they have a, they'd rather be playing video games. You're going to have to get them out. And, and the way you get them out is get them to vote early. And then you know the votes in the bank. You can track it through provisional status, get it out there. It's not rocket science what the Democrats did. The Republicans just haven't shown a will or a um, a capability to match it. But if they were to match it, uh, particularly if Donald Trump is the nominee with his ability to get his base out, uh, Democrats would be in a really significant uh uh, a world of uh, panic, I think, to see that there was a massive thing going on. It has done. Take a look at how uh, Glenn Youngkin flipped a blue Virginia. Virginia had been blue for yep. 10, 12 years solidly. He did it, and he did it with early voting. He did it with a guy named Dr. Mark Campbell. And they were tracking a database every day, and they just knew, we got that vote in the bank, get that vote in the bank, get the next vote in the bank. Uh, it can be done, and you're right. People don't live on airwaves. There's so much money the Republicans waste on glitzy uh, multi-million dollar ad campaigns. You're so much more effective if you can communicate in the personal space of a cell phone or on a social media platform. Uh, Donald Trump did that pretty well in 16. The Republican Party as a whole has done it poorly. Uh, but we live our, our our phones now, our cell phones are our life devices. If you want to get mm-hmm. someone, spend some time on a digital ad on their phone, way more effective than the super expensive television ads that most people turn off or fast forward to or go to the kitchen uh, during commercial Or they're break. not even watching because they're so not. many cord cutters are not watching not. those expensive ads. Nope. And we're in a, we're at a moment where I just think, how could it possibly be that we don't feel incredibly confident going into 24. And I don't think we're there. I mean, the polls would tell us not to feel incredibly confident, but you've got this stuff going on with Joe Biden right now that is shocking. It looks like the biggest case of corruption we've ever seen in the history of the United States. And you have an article out today that says 
there's you've got people quoted. I think it was Newt Gingrich that came on your program and said there is no way Obama couldn't have known. He didn't know something. He had to have known something. How significant is that statement from someone like the former speaker? Well, listen, even in a down uh, Democratic Party that doesn't like uh, uh, old Joe Biden, who looks his age and looks uh, fumbling most days, they still have the Barack Obama legacy and he's sort of lionized. But uh, if you want to disillusion all those young Democrats that got into politics uh, by believing Barack Obama, show Barack Obama for what he was. He had a secretary of state and a vice president. These two top officials that you'd have in any administration, they both were shaking down foreign interests, making money off of government policy. Hillary Clinton did it through uh, the Clinton Foundation and her husband, Bill, did it through speaking fees. They were taking tons of money from Russia. Think about that. Russia, Russia, Russia. Before it was a problem for a fake problem for Republicans. It was a real problem for Democrats. And then Joe Biden's there uh, with his son and Hunter Biden's going along targeting the countries that his father has a policy um, responsibility. And he's making millions in the personal bank for the family. And what countries are they? Russia, Ukraine, China, Romania, Kazakhstan, not countries that we have great relationships with or countries we should be very dubious if they're giving millions of dollars to the family of the sitting vice president. There is no chance that Barack Obama didn't get warned about this. Republicans should go find those warnings. They should go find out what did Barack Obama know? When did he know it? Another thing, a lot of this is done on private emails. Hillary Clinton, her private email server, Joe Biden, 5400 pseudonym, fake email names uh, or emails with fake names that he used to correspond. That's a common pattern that occurred on the Barack Obama watch. And then there's a third part of it. Uh, the idea of weaponizing the United States government to go after your political enemies began on Barack Obama's watch. First, it was the IRS targeting scandal in 2016. Oh, right. Yeah. Barack Obama is told before anyone else knows that Hillary Clinton's going to ha- hang a fake Russia shingle on Donald Trump's house. And he sits there quietly and lets it happen. In fact, he even encourages a post action report. And in his final days in office, Barack Obama sitting right alongside Joe Biden in his inner circle. And they're having a meeting saying, oh, the FBI just said there's no reason to pursue uh, uh, Mike Flynn anymore. President Trump's soon to be national security advisor. Let's concoct one. And they're sitting around talking about the Logan Act or doing an interview, even though an interview isn't warranted under the FBI's rules. That's how Barack Obama spent his final days in office, trying to figure out how he could uh, hamper Donald Trump's beginning of his presidency. That needs to be exposed. It needs to be told in a cohesive term. And I guarantee you there's going to be defensive briefings and warnings that the intelligence community at some point had to be. There's no chance Hunter Biden is involved with a company involving uh, China Energy, where one of its guys are picked up uh, for um, uh, bribery. Uh, Patrick Ho, that's he's dealing directly with Hunter Biden. And uh, there's no chance that Barack Obama isn't warned about that, as well as many other things. The Russian oligarch, the corrupt Ukrainian company. Uh, Joe Biden's getting warned about it. It have to be unless the government just completely failed and Barack Obama would get warned. We know he did get warned about Hillary Clinton, Russia collusion. There are probably many other warnings. And that's why Newt Gingrich and now James Comer saying, hey, we're going to go all the way to the top. What did Barack Obama know? When did he know it? Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. 
Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is, quote, worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com tutor. There's so many things that link to this because you see that Donald Trump gets impeached and this is right off the bat that they start calling on this Ukraine call. The Ukraine call is a yeah. problem. But you also, as a an administration, as an Obama administration, you have to know that this was happening, that Joe Biden truly yeah. was putting his own son on the board. There was potentially these bri- this bribery situation that his son was not qualified for this, but protecting you. You hear Victor Shokin, the prosecutor yeah. who was let go. You know that he feels that the president was, you know, in a situation that he couldn't do anything. He had to go with what Joe Biden said. Sure. And then you look back at the 2020 election and you look at that Democrat primary and it was a little bit weird how everybody just kind kind of eventually stepped away and said, we're going to just let Joe run. But it seems like people were a little nervous that the Trump administration had actually found out what was going on. They would have to have Joe Biden back in office then to try to cover their tracks. So why not just have everybody step aside and say, Joe, you're going to take over. We're going to go and clean things up so that these other folks can't come in and find out what really happened. Listen, one of the most important stories I wrote, I wrote last week, and it is really shocking because the impeachment witnesses, Joe Biden, the national news media, the U.S. intelligence community, the State Department all told this one story. Yeah, like John Solomon reported in April of 2019, Joe Biden did fire the prosecutor investigating his son, and he did it by withholding a billion dollars. But don't worry, that wasn't Joe Biden acting in his son's interest. It was Joe Biden carrying out a career recommendation by career federal government officials. And last week, I went and got those officials' recommendations. I fought through them through FOIA. I fought through them through sources. I got Congress to go get them. When you take a Joe Biden did the opposite of what career officials told him. He was actually told to give the billion-dollar loan guarantee and that Victor Shokin, the prosecutor, was doing an okay job. He's making progress in the fight against endemic corruption. Uh, he did the opposite. So for four years, that entire cabal of people, the State Department, the intelligence community, Joe Biden's uh, things, Adam Schiff and all the impeachment managers, 
They gave the American people a false story. To orchestrate that, at, uh, where so many people had the same storyline, takes a lot of work. And to go get those documents and disprove it took even longer. It took four years to get those documents. But it is now eminently clear. The reason Joe Biden uh, fired the prosecutor and withheld the billion dollars had nothing to do with career officials' recommendations. It was opposite of what they recommended. Now the question for Congress is, why did he do it? Devin Archer tells us, well, because uh, Burisma was uh, pressuring Hunter Biden to get rid of that prosecutor because the prosecutor was upping an in corruption investigation against the company. Republicans should be able to prove that that's the case. They should be able to prove those impeachment witnesses lied. They should be able to prove that uh, whether or not the 1023 FBI form, which claims from a trusted informant, Joe Biden was ten, paid $10 million, they should be able to find out if that's true. If they do those things, the Biden presidency uh, heads into the 2024 election even more wounded than it is now. He's already sub 40% in approval. 77% of the country thinks it's headed in the wrong direction. About a similar number think he's too old to handle the job. Imagine if you could close the loop and show that Donald Trump's concern, based on my early reporting in 2019, actually had full merit. Impeachment was bogus. And it was actually Joe Biden who was the crooked guy. That would really slam Democrats' chances in 2024. The Republicans have the power to do it. The question is, do they have the will and skill? We'll find out. I think it goes beyond just the impeachment was bogus. Yeah. This is a cover-up to is. the highest degree because those people that were in those hearings, not only did they take millions of taxpayer dollars to hold those hearings yep. and continuously beat an administration over their head and a current president over his head for something that they knew was all false. It's not just that they knew the allegation was false. That's right. It's that they knew what Joe Biden had done was wrong. Yeah. So if they knew and they helped cover it up, I mean, how big could this be? And and what kind of repercussions could there be for folks like Adam Schiff, who clearly he had all the facts. I think this is the thing that people need to understand. He was behind the scenes. He's running this hearing. He, he knows everything at this point about Ukraine. Yeah. He knows everything about what Joe Biden did because he's got to look at it because it, the, the can of worms has now been opened. But you've got to think that when Donald Trump even asked that question, the minute he talked about that phone call, they all went, we've got to do something. Because if he finds out, people are going down. And you know how government works. They're going to all cover their own butts. And I, I think Republicans and Democrats could be involved because everybody's going, uh, we've all done something. We got to protect the big guy. Yeah, listen, uh, I, I, James Comer talks about the protection racket. Jim Jordan talks about the protection racket around the Biden family. It's really true. Later this week, I'm going to show that the very first whistleblower to raise concerns about what Hunter Biden's business enterprises were doing goes all the way back to November of 2016. The government has known since 2016 why Barack Obama was still in power. Important theme that keeps emerging here. Um, that uh, that Hunter Biden looked like he was involved in some sort of businesses that were doing money laundering, doing other untoward scenes, maybe a Ponzi scheme. Uh, and uh, this uh, banker is a major banker and they make a senior executive in a major bank company. He's so concerned that not, not enough's being done about it. He goes to the Securities and Exchange Commission in uh, November of 2016 and says, hey, look what I found. And it's a pretty compelling argument. And then there's even a picture of Barack Obama, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden together on the cover sheet 
sheet of one of the presentations for this whistleblower complaint. Somehow, the deep, deep state bureaucracy kept that a secret for seven years. They kept these documents I mentioned the other day showing Joe Biden's impeachment story was bogus for four years. The power of the media the, the administrative state and uh, the political powers that be in the Democratic Party and inside the intelligence community to keep things secret is vast and strong. And it's really disrupted the American uh, election experience the last four years. Just think about what Mike Morrell did in lying to all of us and writing a letter that had no basis saying the Hunter Biden laptop was uh, Russian disinformation. Not an iota of evidence that that was true. In fact, the FBI had already corroborated the um, laptop uh, months before the campaign with Joe Biden and Mike Morrell made that storyline narrative. At some point, Americans are going to get upset. I think they already are upset that they keep getting fed lies. And then three years later, it all comes collapsing down. 2024 could be the election where they exact that toll. And if there's a cover up, if 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 the Republicans can not only show that Joe Biden and his family were involved in this unethical conduct, but that a, a large cover up uh, was underway, much like the Watergate was a major cover up, that could be a significant um, uh, slingshot for Republicans to really run the table in 2024. 2024 can be a watershed election. It could be one of those where throwing the bums out elections where you see a massive change like we saw with the Tea Party in 2010 or the 1994 uh, uh, Newt Gingrich revolution or the 1980 Reagan uh, swamp over uh, Jimmy Carter. It's setting up politically and polling wise to be that sort of election. The one thing that's not setting up is the Republican strategy. It doesn't seem to be uh, cohesive enough or uh, uh, synced with the opportunity that Republicans have. That is a failure of party leadership. It's a failure of elected leadership. Somebody's got to take the reins of the party and realize there's a surf wave forming that Republicans can win by, but they aren't necessarily have the surfboard on top of that wave right now. There are a few people that know that that can happen, and let's hope that those people get the attention of the folks who need to know. I think that we we look at this and you think about that time when you have Hunter Biden doing all of this. I mean, Hunter Biden at that point in his life is a, is a deadbeat. I mean, this yeah. is a sad story, but he's a drug addict. He's yeah. he's hardly able to function. He's not doing this alone. I mean, I think that's the most frustrating part about this. You have somebody who struggles with addiction, who struggles with all of these different prostitution, all of these different vices, right? He's barely able to function. He's having a relationship with his brother's dead or his dead brother's wife. He's yep. he's in the this turmoil in his life. This is not someone who is functioning on all levels. He has the last name Biden. There is the the only chance of him being successful overseas is because his father is somehow involved. The only question I have is, is he asking dad for help or is dad saying you're going to do this? I'm the puppet master and you owe me because you're you're such a problem for me and I'm going to make sure you do this. I mean, to be can. To, to be continued, we will continue talking about this. We have to find out. But, John, I, I think what you're saying is so key. I hope that all of those folks out there that are supportive of Republicans are listening because there is a plan. You just have to get on board with the plan. Yeah. John Solomon, thank you for being here. Good to be with you, Tudor. Thanks. And thank you all for joining us on the Tudor Dixon podcast, as always, for this episode and others. Check out TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or head over to the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and check us out next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a blessed day.
Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator. Generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to fourpatriots.com slash tutor. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, old spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.